It's Telly.Click with Mike Ward, the Daily Star and Daily Express's TV critic, and me, Simon Hoban, from BBC Radio. Hello, Mike. Hello, Simon. And we better start, actually, with the thing that everyone else is talking about. Almost everyone else. Do you know anyone who isn't watching yes, it? Yes, I do. Well, I know somebody who's sort of... Give, well, I know a couple of people who have sort of given up on it, or, or a few people who are intimidated by the thought that they hadn't watched the first four series and the sort of implication that they're all, as is not entirely incorrect, that there are all sorts of references to things that have gone on sort of yeah. two series ago. And, and there are, but you know, I think that puts some people off even bothering to start. Watching uh, Line of Duty, we should add. Oh, yes, sorry, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I wasn't talking about Hollyoaks. Um, <laughs> Although that does put people off as well. Um, no, uh, yeah, Line of Duty, which of course is uh, you know the, the national obsession, isn't it? Apparently so. There's even a, a podcast dedicated to people who are obsessed with it. So it's not just a podcast about it, it's a podcast about the obsessives. I think so, yeah. That's quite niche. <laughs> I don't, do you know what? I don't, I, do you, are, are we niche enough? I'm wondering now, because it, even since last we spoke, the whole podcast phenom- phenomenon now is so yes. huge. I feel as if, we, although we were trailblazers, we, we, you know, took our eye off the ball, and all of a sudden all, the, all these uh, interlopers have come along. I know. And they've cottoned on to the idea of podcasting, and I, I feel like, you know, Telly.Click is, is, you know, in danger of being knocked off its perch. Well, this is it. We probably should worry about... You know, Ricky Gervais. In fact, that's I'm going back 10 years there. Yes, I was going to say. Shows how up to date I am with podcasting. People Peter rec- Crouch, I should have said. Oh, yeah. People recommend podcasts to me. They are the, Listen to this. And I'm thinking, I thought we were self-indulgent. I thought we went off on tangents. But mm. there are people, famous people, or, or significantly more famous than, than we'll ever be, who are doing these things that people are raving about, thinking, mm, you just sound like you're having a bit of a laugh, but it's it's all a bit kind of loose in, in not necessarily the best sense of the word. Yes. But hey-ho. That's the way it's going. What were we talking about? Oh, yeah, Line of Duty. So, yeah, but, a, have, you, have you listened to the one about people I haven't listened who are to obsessive? The, I haven't listened to the Line of Duty podcast, no. But I, have, I had started to watch the programme, and I was one of those people who hadn't kept up with the first, is it four series? Yeah. Um, so I didn't get some of the references, but I thought, OK, I'm, I'm going to try and work this out, and I was enjoying it for a little while. But, <laughs> I that, I, I, but after the last episode, I've jumped off the bandwagon, because I just find it confusing (laughs) and i don't want to be confused by a tv program and and i start to question my own iq at that point no 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 i don't think you should i I think i mean it's meant to be a bit sort of impenetrable i mean the the fact that i and i think this is happening more in this series than any other they talk in initialisms the whole time yeah acronyms it's the or is uh, it initials or acronyms acronyms is different (laughs) acronyms is when you pronounce i I check this it is this was on alan partridge (laughs) Was, was it? it? Yeah. Is it really? He picked someone up on the fact that they said acronym. Yeah, okay. Well, <laughs> and it was initialism. Spot on, Alan. <laughs> uh, you are my broadcasting hero. Yeah. God, I did, I, I'd given up on that, funny <laughs> enough. No, acronyms is when you pronounce a series of initials and they make a word in it, in itself, like um, line of duty instead of LOD. LOD would be initialism. Oh, okay. Um, acronym would be LOD. Right. So you create a, you create a word out of the initials. Oh, okay. That's an acronym. Right. Initialism is when you literally just say, oh, there's an OCG. Yeah, That's the yeah. one you keep using. Yes. The OCG. <laughs> yeah. And the... Um uh, Something on... Something on... F-A, FAO. Yes, um, yeah. Uh, OMG. <laughs> Lols. Yeah. Not a- many a- of those, in it? XTC. Mm. Um, <laughs> and that sort of stuff. But... I, I find he sounds... Uh, this character, Steve, played by Martin Compton, he sounds to me in this series like he's talking a bit like he's so... David Beckham? Well, no, he's so institutionalised. Well, a little bit like that. But he's so institutionalised as a police officer. And I don't know whether this is intentional, but he, he talks in police jargon all the time. Yeah. 
even when he's just talking to another human being, everything sounds like a sort of police press release. And you know that slightly stilted language yes. well, police they, officers use. And they, it's always a fe- it's, it never say woman. They always have to say a female or yeah, a male. You yeah. think, we could just say man. Proceeding in an easterly direction. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, that, that is true, though. Whenever you, you hear interviews with police, they do do that sort of talk, that, yes. that language. You do feel as if they're sort of, that they can't drop it even when they're having casual conversations. Yeah. It feels a bit weird. But mm. I know what you're saying about the, the confusion. I get confused very, very easily. So you watched up to, up to which bit? What was the last bit you've seen? Episode um, four, episode I think. Four yeah. out of six. So you come two thirds of the way, and you're going to you're going to jump ship. Just I'll to... probably keep test. The the problem is about the confusion is that every line seems like it's crucial. Like you need to hear yes. every line and let yeah. it and absorb it and take yeah. it in and wonder what the implication is. Yes. And the problem is when you do that, by the time you've done it, there's seven lines hence, you know, <laughs> and so you just can't keep up. And, and I'm not prepared to kind of watch it on pause and freeze frame every line and work out what it means do you know what uh, uh, do you know what? i think you should watch it unless that's ridiculous watch it with subtitles on okay bizarrely um when i watch uh, um i get previews of netflix programs and there is the option to watch them with the subtitles on yeah <clears throat> as there are when you're watching it in, in under normal circumstances and i think wow this 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 may <laughs> this makes it sad. it's not because i am in, in any way hearing impaired but actually for some reason it just somehow helps you concentrate okay. a bit more yeah and you think it, it, it feels as if the equivalent of, of going to the library and getting one of those books out in really really large print because your eyesight's fading <laughs> but for some reason i do find um uh, a lot of the netflix stuff is american so occasionally that it helps with that respect yeah but i do find it helps me concentrate more <laughs> so well, I, I suppose I, you can't read twitter at the same time as doing it can you No, and i think that's another very very healthy thing as, as i'm sure you uh, yeah you have, have you have you given up second screening then i never i never really do that no i never really do that um because um no i'm, I'm quite old-fashioned i like to focus on things the only time i will do that is when university challenge is on and yes. there's a particularly annoying contestant which is almost every <laughs> almost week almost every week yeah and just the one or, or there's a bad answer or they look faintly odd as they often do <laughs> no. and then i do go on twitter and do the hashtag there to see what's being said and it's often very funny yes i think that, that, that's slightly different because you're not following a plot no and I true think, i can know, dip in and i think you know second screening uh, uh, you know if um, if you're watching a football match to a degree because obviously there are huge periods of that yeah um where you don't need to be concentrating because you can guarantee the defense aren't um <laughs> or you're too busy weeping and, you know, oh, too busy weeping. Yeah. yeah, thanks, Spurs. Um, but yes, you, um, uh, yeah, you, you do find that somehow putting those subtitles on helps. I would, I, what I would That's say is stick with it, um, but be kind to yourself. Don't beat yourself up okay. for not following it Good. because I do this a lot. I, I am very, very thick when it comes yeah. to plots. I'm terrible. Yeah. I've always have been. My, my wife um, is, is, is good at following plots. What I find annoying is that, <laughs> is, is that she sort of doesn't really concentrate and yet I ask her something and she'll know she immediately. She gets it, yes. She remembers the names of the characters half the time. I don't remember their names from one week to the next. I have to think about it. Exactly. I know what they look like and what they're, you know. I also think if you're struggling with plots, I've found that sometimes I, I actually believe it's because you're sort of trying too hard. I think the people who follow plots best are the people who aren't sitting there sort of getting all anxious about it. And I think that's where yeah, my, probably. my wife is, doesn't stress about it because she doesn't think about it. It's mm. just, well, yeah, it's obvious. So I think what happens is you kind of physically and mentally tense up yeah. if you want to <laughs> yeah. follow every single you're detail. Absolutely right. And if you haven't got that last sentence or whatever, you're thinking about it and then yeah. you're missing the next bit and then you're getting into a state. And actually, you almost need to get into a kind of like a zen state and let it wash over you yeah. because somehow your brain will do the work without you making it yeah. and by the end 
you will know what's happening enough as much as anybody else Probably. Is, is going to. So let it kind of wash over you a bit. Yeah, don't mm. try so hard to follow the plot, and the plot will come to you, I think. That's, that's interesting. I've just made that up, but I actually think... That's the, brilliant. I say it, the plot will come to you. Did, did uh, Kevin did, Costner say, say that in a film once? No, maybe not. Really? Carry on. <laughs> Was it Waterworld? <laughs> <laughs> Very much not. No. Because the uh, plot never did come. Nothing came to ruin that one. No. It certainly wasn't an Oscar. No. The, um, on the subtitles, it's kind of a related feature. My mum and dad once bought a new telly, and yeah. they'd accidentally put on the, um, the audio help feature, which describes <laughs> yeah. what's going on. Oh, great. And they just thought every new TV programme was being made in this way. <laughs> they were like, this, this new series, it just, it's brilliant. Like, it'll say he's walking to the door, <laughs> you know. And um, I, I think it was only when they were watching the chase and they realized that there didn't need to be a description of bradley walking onto the platform i had to let him down gently <laughs> is that all is that what's audio described is that what is that, is that what yeah that is? so i think it's for visually impaired people so it'll say the man walks to the door he opens the door and it's okay. always in between the dialogue yes. so when the dialogue isn't happening there's a, an audio description you can probably switch it on your telly now there's yeah. an audio description of what's going on yeah, I would actually like them to take that idea further uh, and actually have it for all programmes, for everyone, as the norm. So, yeah. you know, people like you and me are, who are struggling, it would halfway through it say, no, he's the one who got out of the car and <laughs> yeah. outside the shop. He's, he's the one who's forging the pot. No, I know what you're thinking. They yeah. look very similar from behind, but he's the one with the limp. Uh, but then start to get a bit judgmental and go, it's not him, thicko. Yeah, goodness sake. <laughs> Your oh. Julie can follow this. Why can't you? <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> a, bes- a, a bespoke audio service. I do that actually i think we've stumbled upon two things today we've stumbled upon that brilliant line i came out with about a minute ago which i've forgotten already uh, the plot will come to you yeah uh, well, i'm definitely <laughs> gonna do that um we've st- stumbled upon an idea for a podcast where we just moan about other people's bad podcasts yeah that's probably been done actually I'm, there's probably loads of those oh yeah and those people are probably socially ostracized in the in the netflix uh, sorry in the podcast why did you say netflix oh i'll tell you why i was saying netflix because I'm, I'm standing here uh and the screen i have a, t- a number of screens in my room one of which is a telly screen oddly enough and it's got a, i have a netflix screensaver Ooh. so if you if you're on if you go onto my telly uh through the sky q system and go onto netflix which can you can get through sky q now when you're not actually watching a program after a minute or so it just goes to a netflix constant screensaver which is lovely, and every sort of thirty seconds or so, it'll switch to you know we've just had the crown come on, yeah, and then was it Lemony Snicket or whatever came on, and then was this um, BoJack Horseman, uh, Steve okay. Martin and Martin, yeah. Anyway, they, there you go. So I'm sort of subconsciously absorbing Netflixisms. All Th- that's interesting because everything now it seems to me is geared towards binge watching isn't it and getting you in. i mean when a netflix yes. program finishes that little clock counter starts for the next one doesn't it and you've got about 20 seconds and before you know it you are watching the next one do you feel do, do you feel pressurized by that not pressurized but it's interesting how they're locking people in and also showing them other stuff on the site yes. because it feels like netflix has gone up a gear even since the last time we spoke back yes. in 1963 in fact, even since we started this podcast yeah uh, this episode <laughs> yeah. i mean everyone's talking about stuff on netflix well yes because you had that attenborough thing uh, our planet um, only it came out. Oh, was that on Netflix? Yeah, oh. yeah, that's a Netflix thing. But you, you know what we and I, you and I think about um, nature documentaries. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> get a slag off one about the entire planet and conservation. Now let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> what just, now? I'll, I'll be honest though. I think what he makes is some of the most extraordinary, powerful, important TV going. But I would be lying even now 
if I said there isn't a part of me that thinks this is brilliant and everything about this program is faultless mm. and yet there's a part of me that wants to watch something slightly different yes well what he uh, very much so and what he needs is a new animal discovery he's yes. done everything atto he's got it all he needs a new discovery and in fact when the last blue planet planet came on it was heavily trailed i thought the this way they it. were trailing it i thought there's a new one here there's yeah. a new species going to be revealed and it never talking came. octopus it never happened it never came but don't they say i'm sure i've heard in these nature don't they say we only know a tiny proportion of the species that live under the water or something oh like yeah that? we know more about the moon than we do about under the water yeah apparently so how do we know what we don't know it's a known unknown you know, we only know about a fraction of the species. Well, by if we know there's a fraction, we must know how many others there are. How do we know that? Yeah, that's a good point. Oh, God, I'm in line of duty <laughs> plot territory here. <laughs> um, what else were we going to talk about? Oh, we were just saying how good Netflix has got. It is good. And, Notice and I didn't say gotten there. Gotten. Please never say that, mm. or, or it's all over. Um, yeah, it has. I really, really do think that. And I was one of those people who who were, was a little bit not sneering. I've, you know, there's lots of stuff I've enjoyed on Netflix over the years. Yeah. But it has felt a bit piecemeal. Yeah. Whereas now, if you said to me, um, uh, you know, I, I'm still a great advocate of, of, of you know mainstream terrestrial TV, and I think some great stuff there. But now, more and more, when some programs come on terrestrial TV. I do find myself thinking, why on earth would I spend half an hour yes. or an hour watching this, which is so stupid and so exhaustingly pointless? I'm looking at you, Greg Wallace, and the factory. <laughs> <laughs> when I could devote that time to watching, not even just American dramas on Netflix now, there's all sorts of stuff. You know, I, I love the, not everybody's taste, but I love Afterlife, the new Ricky Gervais. Oh, yeah, I've not started with that. Oh, it, you know, it's incredibly emotional and i've gone through phases over the years of finding ricky gervais brilliant and then a bit irritating yeah, yeah. And, and whatever me too yeah he's very much back in my good books oh, now. Okay. he's going to be thrilled to hear this <laughs> he's going to be absolutely delighted to hear this but i think it's the best thing he's ever done not least because well he's not trying to be dramatically different he certainly isn't being david brent in it no but like all the best stuff that's designed to make you laugh these days it's not a comedy in the conventional sense it's not oh we must have a gag every 30 seconds and we must you know it's not cartoon like and and sort of rat-a-tat-tat yeah. creepy and all that kind of yeah. thing yeah it's got you know it's got rounded characters and a you know and a, a moving plot so when it's funny it's really funny and when it's sad it's really sad and it you know the, the, it's seamless the transition between those two bits um so i i love it i think it's absolutely brilliant this, yeah, this genre a, has a name now doesn't it they call them <coughs> sadcoms i think is that right oh, yeah that's great yeah, yeah. and it, you know I, I i'm not a great fan of labels i have to say that I, I, you know it's good stuff and bad stuff and that's mm-hmm. pretty much it but it, it is absolutely superb um and it, it's it's a hard watch in some ways but it's 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 a rewarding one so yeah I, there's there's a prime song and every episode i think it's like 27 minutes so you think there is nothing that if you love that kind of thing, there's no reason sometimes to watch, and yeah. it's and you've got uh, obviously you've got a subscription, you've got access, whatever. There is no reason to mm. waste your time watching something. Ridiculous. Well, well, that's interesting because that's the the huge cultural shift that's happening now, isn't yeah. it? And this is the problem, I think, for any terrestrial broadcaster is that the idea, and, and probably the license fee, the the idea that you should pay for something that you don't want to watch is becoming yeah. anathema, especially to young people. Yeah. Um, they wonder why they have to pay a licence fee for a load of stuff that they don't watch, even yes. though they will use some of it, obviously, and that's the bit we've got to persuade them is, is worthwhile. 
Um, but that's the challenge, isn't it? And everything, I mean, the subscription model now, it's not just Netflix, is it? Everything is going to subscription. Yeah. I mean, I mean the it's only problem just is, part of life. Is, is the fragmentation of this because, you know, nobody wants to have to pay a subscription to mm. half a dozen different sources to ensure you've covered all your bases. Yeah. And I think that's that's the issue that, you know, a lot of people still have problems with because however much people moan about the licence fee, you know, and without sounding like an advert for the BBC, it is tremendously good value when you consider everything it covers – over, overall but yeah. at the same time people if they're not watching it you know insufficient you know well i know people who don't who say they don't watch the bbc at all now yeah well, I, I i don't really trust people who sort of come up with big sweeping statements on that yeah you never ever watch it what you stubbornly you know you've, you've know. even put a little you've super glued the button on your <laughs> yeah. remote so you couldn't possibly accidentally press it and you're never ever going to watch or they'll use other services like the website or yeah, you know, a bbc yes. weather app or something you know? i think that's sort of cultural snobbery um I it's know. a bit like when i used to, you know sometimes when i was growing up the people who sort of came from families said we don't have a television yes. <laughs> oh shut up yeah. well, danny you baker know? has a good line about that and he says the first thing people who don't have a telly tell you is that they don't have a telly yes. <laughs> you know? exactly yeah, i just yeah. seriously so you know i'm not a great fan of people who sort of make a big thing about yeah about all that you know but having said that yes and and there are some great programs and i'm still a great believer in you know traditional linear viewing because mm-hmm. i think sometimes actually sometimes you don't necessarily want to focus on anything you do just want to switch some people do want to switch it and including me sometimes want to switch the telly on as company almost just a noise yeah. going on mm. and 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 sometimes something will come on that's why i love football commentary on a saturday <laughs> yeah and so you know and also by doing that and it's a bit it's the same with radio to a degree what you don't get so much, I mean, you do, but in, in a slightly different way with, with streaming services. Streaming services, you seek out stuff on the whole. You yeah. might take recommendations, but you're steered towards things. Mm-hmm. Where sometimes when you're listening to a radio, the radio or, or even watching you know, stand terrestrial TV, especially if you sort of stumble on something on a BBC4 or whatever, you'll find something that somebody has chosen for you, you know, and the schedulers has been put there as part of a package, and you, it, it, you'll stumble upon it almost sort of subconsciously or accidentally because it's part of the schedule after something else that you watched, yeah. you know, by yeah. choice. Yeah. I, I'm not explaining this very well, but I just, I think there is, I think there's room for both. But when you have things like hard-to-please OAPs, have you ever seen this? <laughs> no. Gosh terrible really yeah. it's itv you know bless them i do love itv but seriously it's on tuesday nights i think it's about halfway through and the idea is a half hour um thing uh on uh, yeah, half past eight on tuesday nights uh the oaps which basically is, um w- well-known personalities of a certain vi- vintage yeah. they include uh harry redknapp uh, Ruth Maddock, formerly of Heidi Hyde. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sheila Ferguson from Three Degrees, who turns up on all these things. Oh, gosh, yeah. Marigold. Yes. Um, Michael Whitehall, Jack Whitehall's dad. Oh, gosh. Um, Lionel Blair. Um, various people of that kind. Uh, John Sargent. Mm-hmm. And the idea is that they are testing out uh, modern-day gadgets and gizmos. Right. So they'll be sort of doing a bit of online shopping. They'll try, you know, I'm going to say Alexa, but if I say it, she'll come on. She'll just be doing that a lot. Of so these, these these pensioners and, and whatever, these famous, are, are sort of trying out... You know, Harry Redknapp was trying out a sort of electric golf buggy. Uh, Michael Whitehall and Ruth Maddock went camping using modern camping yeah. gear, like, right. pop-up. To, and it's all about, gosh, aren't they helpless? And I actually think, I was watching it, and Jennifer Saunders does the voiceover. I don't know if she's written it, but the whole thing is actually so annoying. Oh, June Brown from EastEnders, that's another one, Doc, oh, Doc yeah. Browning. 
usual it, suspect, eh? It, it's, it, yeah, it's basically, look, give these people um, a smart, smart speaker and see how they get on with it. Give these people an electric car, see how they get on with it. Give these people some modern-day, you know, mm. um, online shopping stuff or whatever, see how they get on with it. And invariably, they they can't cope or they're struggling to cope. And yeah. it's sort of portraying them as looking stupid. And the voiceover is a little bit sneery, but sort of teasing. In, yeah. Not in a nasty way, but it's teasing. Or oh, look, he can't do this, blah, blah, blah. Mm. I'm sort of thinking, if that show's going to have any validity at all, what you do is actually you take their age and their wisdom and their scepticism of their generation and actually don't make them look stupid. Make the stuff that they're testing look ridiculous. In other words, let's sit hear their perspectives when they say things like, why on earth do I need to tell a machine to switch my light on when I can just press the button on yeah. the wall? Yeah, that's it. You know, which is one of the things that Harry Redham, I think, does come out. But, but you sort of think ITV is surely meant to be targeting what is an, an older audience. Mm-hmm. So I think it, a show like that is surely alienating a lot of the people because it's making out, oh, your generation useless. It must be. And, and also the fact that that conceit of old people not knowing how to use technology is just so obvious. And it is when you get through, you know, to about... 20 minutes into it, if you ever do, yeah. that you, 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 if you have access to other things, that's the point where now, more than ever, yes. you've got that question mark of saying, well, yes, but this, is, this serves no purpose if you can sit and watch good classic sitcom episode for half an hour or an episode of Inside Number 9 on iPlayer or yeah, some, yeah. something that's well made. It doesn't have to be streaming. You can still be you know terrestrial stuff it could still mm. be bbc itv channel 4 whatever but then i suppose the upside of all that is that it will make or hopefully everyone will raise the game yes. you know that they'll they'll be aware of the ease at which you can switch on to something else yeah i mean in a way it's it's the problem of having to fill time because i suspect deep down nobody really wants nobody really wants to put programs like that out but you can't you can't fill yeah. your schedules <laughs> yeah. dawn till dusk with top quality drama and documentaries well yeah and... I, I think that about the news you <laughs> know sometimes i think yeah. the news should just say there's nothing much going there on is um, crack on everyone well yeah. you know back in the old days before before um, multi-channel TV you just had a new if anything important happened they'll news stop flash. and we'd have a news flash mm. and there'd be a hassled looking news, newscaster did it say newscaster with um, <laughs> shuffling some papers yeah. and thrown quickly before the cameras to tell you something dramatic has happened and then we'll go back to the other programme if we can be bothered you know and, and, and that's how it worked and actually there's a lot to be said for that there was a programme uh, on recently I don't know if it was the BBC actually about the Jill Dando murder which yes. bizarrely on both actually both. came back was it an anniversary I take it <coughs> uh, I, think, yeah, no, I think the anniversary is, to, is today as we're recording oh, this okay. uh, which is April the 26th in which um, yeah and in the they were showing some of that footage of them announcing that or yes. I think it must have been the news bulletin at which yeah. they were going to do it and it was yeah. all very sort of like you say stern face and behind the scenes and yeah. get, getting the script together but that's actually that taps into something else that's been happening on Netflix and probably now on Terrestrial as well is that yeah. there is a real sort of interest in the gruesome isn't there a lot of yes. these documentaries are true crime I mean there was the Madeleine McCann one yeah um, which I haven't seen I, I, that was good actually you, uh, yeah I, I mean I can see there's a huge market and ITV funny enough come back to ITV have been doing this Thursday night strand called Crime and Punishment so it's it's quite broad and they did actually do Jill Dando um, um just uh, yeah, this, this week as, as we're recording this as I say um, following on from uh, a couple of weeks previously when BBC had done their own uh, yes, you're right. There is this fascination, uh, and I guess it depends on what level it is. If it's a sort of you know the the procedural element 
watching the, the process of trying to sort of stitch together this evidence and to sort of you know figure out the pattern of behavior and also i can see the fascination of that but I, I wonder if there's a kind of a dark agoria mm. side that you know that people are, are, are fascinated in which yes each to their own i guess everybody's yeah. got a different taste, i mean and here we are as well talking about telly and I wanted to raise talking about telly as one of my bugbears at the moment. Do it. What I'm finding particularly annoying is that because everything's so good, people who love talking about telly and pontificating a little bit are having to find more and more obscure things. Because previously you might have disagreed yes. about whether a programme was any good, but now because everyone agrees Line of Duty's great, they've got to find even more obscure stuff to, yeah. to sound, to intellectualise. So one guy, we were sitting around the dinner table the other day, and one guy actually started talking about the way Line of Duty was lit. <laughs> oh, my God. As, as, a, as a sort of, you know, lighting effect. I mean, <clears throat> the atmosphere it created. Did you have to leave the room and at I, that point? I just thought, yeah, I can't deal with this. Wow. Well, well A, I have nothing to say about the lighting. <laughs> and I'm sure that was designed, that was the intended effect of the comment, you know, to, to make him appear cleverer than the rest of us. But Got to up, the, up his game. Yeah. Because the stand, standard comment on, have you seen Line of Duty, it's really good, that doesn't really cut. No, exactly. Mustard. So, so the, the, the people are grasping for other stuff to sort of uh, to go oh, on about. Awful. Yeah. So I'm finding that annoying. <laughs> yeah, and there is a lot of that, and that's going to that's gonna get worse, yeah. isn't it? And I think sometimes like that, what you need to do, either walk out or just say, yeah, that's all very well, but have you seen Hard to Please OAPs on ITV? <laughs> it's yeah. brilliant. I yeah. binged watch all six episodes, <laughs> including the ones that haven't even been made yet. It's that good. Yes. Um, I have to say, um, and I'm, we've talked about this before, I do find myself disproportionately favouring programmes that are under half an hour mm. long. Mm. And, you know, we talked about it years ago with Inside Number 9. It feels like years ago. That's, I like low commitment TV. Yeah. I, I love the idea of something that you can just watch. It's just there and then you can get on with your life. Because I yeah. think... People who talk about TV, that's the thing about binge watching also. I just, there's a part of me that can only, I, I struggle to sit down and watch anything that lasts more than two hours. I'm not that great. When I go to the cinema, I get, you know, sort of um, itchy feet after, mm. after a while. Because I don't think it's an attention span thing. I just think, right, my brain is focused too much on that. I want to do something else now. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So the idea of people saying, oh, binge watch that entire weekend, I just think physically you, no. sat, you sat there. And you didn't move from your sofa for exactly. hours on end watching yeah. that thing. I feel actually, I would feel genuinely depressed. Yes. I would feel mentally quite depressed Absolutely. if I, if I I'd, I'd, God, get some fresh air. I know. Get out. <laughs> Stop listening to this, for example. Stop walking to the. No, you can do that because you can stick your headphones True. and listen to this. And um, hello to whoever whoever listens to us abroad, by the way. Yes. Um, all, all, you know, don't worry, we're not spying on you because we don't know how these things work. But we do know <laughs> from uh, some sort of um, thing that there are people listening to this in, uh, in America. Uh, we've had listeners in, in, in who's, Germany. Who's our most far flung? Oh, I don't know, actually. Shall I see if I can look that up while we're yeah, talking? Yeah, yeah let's do uh, We can maybe move on to footy while yes, you do, do that. Yes, do that, and I'm going to do this on my uh, my smart telephone. Because I'm, I'm going to confess something to you. Oh, God. Which, and, not... and that is about the football, and that is that, in a way, I hope that when Brighton meet Man City on the last game of the season, <laughs> if it means that Man City have to get a result to stop Liverpool winning the league and then, and indeed they win the league, I want Brighton to have nothing to play for which yes. means I'm saying that I'd rather Brighton get relegated you are. than Man City well, not necessarily, lose cause, the league. Because before then, things may have gone so brilliantly. Well, that's what I'm hoping. Yes. Can that happen? It, mathematically. It can. So you uh, need yes. to win the next two games, do you? And then you're safe. 
uh, as as at the time of going to press, as it were, as we're recording this, um, we're the day before us playing Newcastle United. That's um, possible. That's possible. Um, I think Cardiff are playing for. Basically, it's between, between us as as things stand between us and Cardiff City. This is going to sound really dated in, <laughs> in only a few weeks' time when we're looking forward to the season in the Championship, <laughs> meeting Luton. Um, <laughs> but how will you feel about that if it happens? Um, a, a philosophical. I think if you are a team of a certain, you know, of a certain status, of a, cer- a certain level, certain history, certain, you know, e- on a certain economic footing, as it were, you are always going to struggle more than ever in the Premier League. Mm. So basically, the Premier League is effectively three leagues, isn't it? You've got your top six, you've got the teams around yeah. the middle, yeah. and you've got the ones in the bottom who, you know, they vary in terms of who they are, but there's always a bottom bunch that are, That's that right. are always going to struggle. And it's not a lot of fun. You know, in my opinion, it's not an awful lot of fun. I shouldn't say this, and it's not the thing to be said. But no, it in a lot of the time, it's it's sort of tortuous, and that that whole you know, you're grateful for the odd crumb. Yes. In in, in the point that you weren't expecting, or holding on for a nil nil draw away to Wolves. That's it. But the and gap you, is so big, isn't it? The that gap it must is so get big. depressing. Yeah. And you just think, what is ultimately what is all this for? Yeah. You know, you can it's the, the the sort of the pride of saying we are a Premier League football club. And the fact that you bring in more money, but what for? I know. <laughs> you know what? Ultimately, what's it for? Yeah. Um, whereas, where, where, whereas where Brighton were sort of getting through the leagues, battling towards the Premier League, there was a sort of point to that. There's a purpose. Yeah. I mean, the trouble is, you don't want to question it too much because that purpose ultimately always leads you back to the point we're at now. <laughs> yeah. And that's and then you just go round and round in circles yeah. and you question the whole purpose of, of, of life. But in the <laughs> The only thing I'd say is in the Championship when we were in the Championship and we were competing, but we hadn't quite got up. Most Saturday afternoons, stroke Tuesday evenings, whenever it was you're playing, were taken as isolated experiences, enjoyable because mm. you go along and there were, you know, mums and dads with their kids coming along for an afternoon, stroke evening at the football. You watch your team; your team looked like they were doing brilliantly, winning most of the time. Yeah, you know, high up in the table. And as a t- taking an experience in complete isolation, it was a great day mm. out. It was mm. a great, and I don't mean that in a sort of you know, pure sense. It was just a great experience and enjoyable. Yes. And he had a buzz because watching your team win is more in it itself. Just is. Yeah. In the in the moment, it's way I, more fun to watch your team win, even if they're playing. I don't know Forest Green know, Rovers, yeah. just a bit, <laughs> yeah, than it is to sort of have a miserable time. So, yeah. oh yes, we're still just we could just cling on. It's <laughs> yes, a horrible, it miserable afternoon, and we haven't actually got the ball into the opposition's half. But this, this is great. We're in the Premier League. Mm, so you know, I will happily readjust my outlook depending on what, whichever way this this goes. Well, I know Newcastle fans who had this experience where they got relegated yeah. about this must be about eight years ago now, and it was disastrous on the day. I was up there reporting yes. on it at the time, and it's glum faces, and this is tragic for the club and the city. But actually, when they got down there, they found they quite enjoyed it because they were winning every week. Yeah, you know, obviously coming straight back up, and it was just a party every week. You know, and there is that sort of finite notion that it's it's just one season and we'll be back up there. So yes. quite enjoy it while you're there. In so in answer to your question of how far flung, I'm just look, going through the list. It's quite a long, of all the cities that have, uh, this is cities that have uh, tuned into this podcast over the years. We have had, and uh, put your hand up if, I'm, if I mention yeah. you, yeah. wherever you are. Um, I'm just picking ones at random. Jakarta. Jakarta. Yeah. Mm. Um, whereas I'm just going to go for the abroad ones. Um, just, uh, Lisbon. Uh, Madrid. Wow. Uh, Tavira Municipality Faro, that's to be Portugal, I guess. Uh-huh. Uh, Eastern Pennsylvania, um, 
San Francisco. We're big in the east of Pennsylvania, but we can't crack the other parts no, east, of that. East, east on. Yes. Oh, uh, right. yeah. Uh, North Rhine-Westphalia, Sard- <laughs> Sardinia. Somehow apt that. Sardinia, uh, another LA one. Um, Harrow. Oh, Sardinia would be a nice place to listen to us, wouldn't it? Can you imagine? Uh, Doreen, Victoria. I don't know which Victoria that is. Uh, or indeed which Doreen it is. No, indeed. Uh, shall I carry on? Uh, Rancho Mirage, California. Um, Cork, somewhere in Baden, somewhere. Um, Andalusia. Should I carry on? I mean, this, this goes on. This goes on and on and on. Gosh, lots and lots. Of, I mean, well, that's good. vast majority. You yeah, am I boring you now? Do say. <laughs> We're probably boring them. We've Oot- probably lost them all now. Utrecht. Yeah, they're all gone. No, once they've heard their name, they just tune off. <laughs> yeah. Or even out. Cape Town. There you go. Anyway, so it's loads. Well, loads, loads, well thank you to all those people. Thank you to all those people. Um, keep listening. Keep listening. Despite the last 35 seconds. Spread the word. And yes. uh, did we have anything else we're going to talk about? Or have we rambled on? For uh, I think we've done. We've done. Just quickly. Um, I get so many sort of press releases and newsletters now about podcast awards and, you know, pioneering podcasts and groundbreaking podcasts and whatever. Ah, oh, they really annoy me. The emails do. Just people telling me that everyone's podcast is better than ours. Oh, yeah, I know. Do you know what our problem is? We're, you know, I don't think either of us are particularly niche on anything. No. And this podcast is very unniche. It's yeah. about, as, as, even though it's telly, we, yeah. don't, we, we feel a bit awkward about t- talking about telly too much because it's a bit too niche. That's it. Even though it's not that niche, but it sort of feels too niche. So we unniche ourselves. And in podcast land, you seem to be, the, the more niche you are, the better. Yeah. Because there's that, because you're catering for people who aren't catered for by anything else in the mainstream well, media. That's it. And you've got, to, you've got to know where to sit, haven't you? In the landscape. Yes. Where, where we're are we sure sitting? We're not sure where we're sitting. No. We've, we've come to our stop and there are no seats. It's all, or if you go into like a, a theatre late yes. and you're kind of stumbling around looking for your row. We need an usher with a torch yeah, to show us we where do. we should be sitting yeah. in the theatre of podcasting. That's it. <laughs> that if anyone right? can help with that, um, podcasting usher. Text. Uh, no, don't text because that's ridiculous. Um, tweet. Yeah. At Mike Ward on TV. Okay. Tiny steps. It is. Let's take them. <laughs> Let's take steps. those steps. Like S, S clubs. S club juniors. <laughs> it's, it's the equivalent. Tiny steps. That's right. <laughs> That's a great idea, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So I just thought. That. And who, who is H and all that? Do you know how many in, people in have done the old tiny... H, H joke? You know, with the whole steps thing in oh. Line of Duty. Oh. Come round again to Line of Duty. Have they done that? No, but I sort of every time I write about it, I'm thinking I can't do the. Everybody in the world must have done the steps reference. <laughs> I've not read it yet. Oh, everyone's done it. I thought I? I was being crushingly original there with that. No, no, you're just being oh. crushing. <laughs> well, I feel as deflated as I do <laughs> when I watch Line I of Duty I now. I didn't mean to do that. I didn't <laughs> no, it's mean. fine. I'm so sorry. No, it's no. fine. It's it's logical that others would have thought of that. It is. Uh, that's the other thing, by the way. Think of anything witty, anything clever, yeah. or, or quest, and then Google it. And there's nothing more depressing than thinking you've come up with something original. Everything in the world yeah. that you think of, ideas... It's been done. Things. Or or try it with a try it with a, tw- uh, a, a Twitter handle. Try and think of a new one that hasn't already <laughs> yeah. been. We tried this a while back. It's, it's futile. Every it's all been taken. That's how the woolly mammoth revival happened. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> that's, that's, that's if anyone did follow that, that was one of our earlier podcasts. Yes, but I, I maintain, however, even though you say that, I maintain that I did come up with the line that the credit crunch sounded like the worst breakfast cereal ever. Okay. Yes, I'm, I'm pretty sure I said that first. Okay. And I know it's not particularly funny. It's no, quite it, funny. It's not. It, well, it is. No. In, 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 <laughs> it's, it's, I tell you what, it's not now because I, I've heard it before. 
because you told me before. Oh. But um, it's still good. At the time, it felt like a good line. And yes. I said that in 2008, and Did I still think really? I was the first to say it. That's Did when the crash really? happened. That's, oh. Yes, of course it would have been. But yeah. Um, yeah. as claims to fame go, it's the, about all I've got. Yeah. And it's not even provable. It's not even provable. You will never be able to prove it. That was Telly.Click with me, Simon Hogan, and Mike Ward, the Daily Star and Daily Express's TV critic. And we'll see you next time. You can subscribe to us, can't you, Mike? Where is that? Uh, iTunes, Spotify, the world, any, pretty much anywhere. <laughs>